This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Aha, there we go. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, we're here today after a, a pretty strong 2-0 win against Carlisle United uh, away from home. And we'll do a little bit on the, the Papa John's Trophy. Is it even called that anymore? The EFL Trophy win on Tuesday as well. Um, before we get underway, um, you know, obviously everyone everyone knows the news um, about the, the wife of um, Josh Vickers, Laura Vickers, who, who's very sadly passed away. And, and the team had a lot of really heartfelt tributes to her. They held up the shirt, um, you know, had the big picture at the end and, and everything like that, which was really, really lovely to see in such a horrible time. But yeah, um, just want to pay our tributes to uh, to Laura Vickers. May she rest in peace. Um, and right, let's let's get on with the episode. Let's try and raise the mood a little bit because that is a, a depressing start. But um, I've got three really lovely lads with me today uh, to talk through all the Derby stuff, which is great. A couple of lads I haven't seen for a little while. Um, first off, Adam Titley. How are you, pal? I'm good, mate. Uh, a lot better after a win. and it, It's a little bit more satisfactory when you go and travel so far away and you come away with a point. So I think the mood would have been pretty low if we'd have come away with a loss. But um, no, it, feel, it feels a lot, a lot better and a lot more rewarding to come away with three points. Good man, good man. And I'll ask Vic about this because I know you definitely didn't drive, Adam. Vic, you, you had the pain of the uh, the eight-hour round trip yesterday. How are you doing? Have you recovered? No, I'm still tired from it, man. But you know what? The three <laughs> the three points make it all worth it, doesn't they? So. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. And last but certainly not least, Chris Matthews Red. Without you, Chris. Hello, mate. I, I, I was thinking it, so I'll say it. Adam still don't look old enough to to drive does he bless him (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is true that is true right let's get straight into it then uh, and talk about the football and there's only one man we can start on and it's James Collins the much maligned James Collins the 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 temporary enemy of Rams Talk podcast at the start of this season um he hasn't had the best sort of time so far but in the last two games he's he's re- or last three games he's stepped up a lot and he looks a much better player i mean adam i'll come to you first let's talk about the first goal first off because ball goes down the line mendez lang at the byline cuts it back and collins it's a fantastic finish and when you consider he's not scored many open play goals in a while it was he, he took it really really well yeah i think like you said, there is an excellent finish. Probably one of his best finishes for us since he's been with us. To be honest, that half volley into the ground, 
and then and then back up into the net. I thought it was superb the technique on that. But I think we should, probably should have predicted it more. It was a it was a perfect James Collins game, wasn't it? I think we have a couple of those this season, um, like Cambridge United away last season when he got a brace there. He gets another brace yesterday. It was the perfect James Collins game. A lot of it seemed to be balls into the box at his feet. And he was able to deal with that really well. And obviously he got his two goals and he took them brilliantly. And I think I agree. Yeah, I think he has stepped it up a bit. And I think that's probably to do with also some of the rotations in players in different positions. It, it might have complemented him a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll definitely get onto that later on, um, especially the new boy as well. Um, Vic, I mean, you look at Collins and he really looked low on confidence a few games ago. Yesterday, as, as we've said already, he took his first goal really well, hammered the penalty in off the bar. It's a really, really good pen. Um, although if it was an inch higher, we'd be saying how terrible he was. Um, and he, he just he linked up really well. He, he just played a proper striker's game, didn't he? Yeah, you could say that was probably the complete striker's performance from James Collins yesterday. If you listen very carefully, you might be able to hear the hype train rolling back in. <laughs> the James Collins hype train is back. But no, honestly, um, like we've been saying, he's really improved over the last few games. It could be that the rotation in and out of the team might be benefiting him, uh, keeping him more fresh as opposed to the owners always being on him. Uh, but yeah, he was he was fantastic yesterday. He didn't put a foot wrong. He was everywhere. He kept running even in the 90th minute, which is something we don't see Collins do that often. Uh, but yeah, I was really pleased with his performance and long may that continue. <laughs> as you say, long may it continue. And, and Chris, I mean, you look at James Collins and you look at his time at Derby so far. Um, I said it yesterday, a few people seem to agree with me. Is that James Collins' best ever game for Derby? That's a good question. It's up there, isn't it? I mean, mm. you know, last time I was on here, I gave him um, a right volley. But to be fair to him, that was what we needed yesterday. That's the James Collins we need. That's the num- number nine we, um, we... And it was it was timely because Waghorn had an absolute stinker, didn't he, bless him? So we really needed Collins to up, yet step up yesterday. And the first goal, we'll see, the second was a penalty, but the first goal was a proper striker's finish. Um, I think Adam mentioned probably the best finish um, we've seen from him in a Derby shirt. Um, and yet we just need him to do that consistently now. I think he needs to start games consistently and perform consistently. He doesn't need to score every game, but the the, the better his performances get, the goals will come. Um, and he's getting better service now, I think, as well, which really helps. So, yeah, to echo Vic, long may it, con- long may it continue, James. <laughs> exactly. And, and something Vic touched on, Adam, he talks about players that are around him. And I think it's made a huge difference in recent games. He's got the likes of Barquez and back and Sibley back. And obviously Mendes Lang does what he does. Um, but to talk about the first two players, I mean, Sibley started, I thought he did okay. I thought he played a couple of really good balls in behind that if, you know, we'd, we'd done a little bit more with, we'd, we'd probably have scored more goals. And Barquez and off the bench looked so dangerous. He was skipping past players on the byline and, I mean, what a difference it makes having a bit of pace and power in the side. Yeah, I think, touching upon Sibley first, I think his game is a lot quicker than some of the other players in midfield, and that showed. Um, definitely linking up down the wings in that first half, quick one-twos, definitely got us further forward a lot quicker than maybe a couple of touches and then trying to turn. So I think I think he was quite instrumental in that first half and some of the chances we created. And then 
Barclays and I'm a big fan of his. I like how direct he is. After that purple patch last season, you know, I thought we had a lot of talent on our hands with him. And I think I think definitely his directness helped yesterday. Um and also I mentioned to uh Kane Wilson coming on. Uh, mm. that second goal definitely wouldn't have happened without his skill. Um, bringing the ball forward, and I think he was superb against Lincoln too. Mm, yeah, sorry, I thought you were going to say something else. Then I thought I was carrying on. It's it's the spotlight on your face, mate. I, <laughs> I can't read it. You must be blinded. Um, I am. But, but um, Vic, I mean, one of the players that I'd have mentioned there, Kane Wilson. I mean, if we sort of take a look back quickly at Tuesday, he looked brilliant, didn't he? He combined so well with Barkers and down the right hand side, played a big part in the first goal and. He's one of those players, I think, in his first couple of games, he looked really good on the ball, but he just looked a bit wobbly off it. He seems to have fixed that and he, he looks the real deal, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, Kane Wilson, again, has, has impressed just like Collins has. His dribbling is probably the best in the club or best in the team, at least. Um, and yeah, and his, his work rate is really good as well. It's probably everything that Paul Warren wanted when he first signed him. We're now starting to see the, the fruits of Kane's labour. Um, had another great game again yesterday. He was solid on that right right wing, back right wing, whichever role he was playing yesterday. But um, yeah, he's another attacking outlet that we've got. Uh, it's good to have these options now. Um, Kane, I think, will probably stamp his authority on the team and it'll be hard to take that shirt off him going forward. But like I said, it's just good to have these options available now, especially for the games coming in thick and fast. Um, we're going to need this entire squad to play. And again, I mentioned to Sibley. Sibley, for me, drives forward more than the rest of the other midfielders, which makes him more important than, let's say, Corey Smith, who by or who also had a decent game yesterday as the sweeper. Um, and it's good boys had the midfield dynamic that we've probably been on the season. So, yeah, mm. good on uh, good on Louis Sibley and good on Kane Wilson. Yeah, they're two players that have made a difference since coming back from injury, aren't they? And Chris, I mean, I'm just having a quick scroll through the YouTube comments here. So keep keep sending them in. We've we've had a fair few already, but um one of the ones we've got from Ryan Jono says Collins is the best game for us, but we keep losing the ball in midfields. Um it's an interesting one that because I actually thought we probably kept it midfield better than we have all season uh, on Saturday, which is quite funny. But what do you make of that? Yeah, I'm not sure I necessarily agree. I thought, you know, I don't think we've looked in control in the middle of the park in many games this season, at least not at least not consistently. Um, and I thought yesterday we we looked very solid. Um, we've got to bear in mind we've got probably our best technical midfielder still out injured. He's still got to come, come back in. So, um, yeah, don't necessarily agree with that comment. I must admit, I thought we looked solid. Um, and it was one of those away from home performances where most of the boxes were ticks. We just got to do that, do that consistently at Pride Park now, and we're laughing. Yeah, it's easier said than done, isn't it? For for this Derby team, for some reason. Um, but I mean, if we stay on the subject of Derby's midfield, Adam, it was quite weird. I thought Fallen did all right. I think he, 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 you know, he had a decent game. But one player that really impressed me was Corey Smith. Now I, I've been quite critical of Corey Smith. Um, since he signed, I think he, as a midfielder, he doesn't have the legs. But when he's got Fauna next to him and, and Sibley and players like that, he, he seems to have a little bit extra, just a little bit more um, bite. And, and he gets to use that much more. What did you make of his performance? I think I agree with you. I thought yesterday um, he had a much improved game or in better comparison to the previous games he's had 
I agree with with Fauna and Sibley next to him. He seems to be a little bit more composed on the ball. I think there was a couple of turns which which got us out of trouble and just some some nice simple play which really is just exactly what you want at that sort of moment. Um, I think it helped that Carlisle also a ball playing on the floor type of team mm-hmm. too. Um, but definitely Corey Smith had a much improved game. I agree with you. I've been critical of him in the past. I think at times he's been caught out in sloppy moments, but I thought yesterday he just did the simple things right and it really helped to have him in that midfield then. Yeah, and I mean, Vic, uh, we're powering through these talking points at pace at the minute. Um, if Derby had this pace at home, we'd have won every game so far this season. Um, but a player we haven't touched on yet, and there's a couple of comments about him already, is Ryan Nyambi. Now, since the last episode, he's signed, he's trained, he's played. Um, I was really impressed with him. I, I thought he reads the play really well. He read the flight of the ball really well. Uh, he's a lot quicker than I thought he would be. Um, and I've, I've just got loads of notes here. And I think he plays that Jake Rooney role. Um, where he's either a right-sided centre-back or he's a right-back really, really well. I know you were impressed with him. What did you think? Yeah, it was a very good um, debut from Ryan Nambi. Um He's definitely a lot quicker than I thought. Uh, rapid, but reads the game really well. Um, the best thing about him is his versatility as well. So it's not just the right side he can play. He can play across the back four, should we ever need him. So again, he'll be... Probably key coming into the later part of the season. But I was really impressed with him. Um, he gets up and down the wing, reads the game really well. His defence, he's not shy of a tackle either, which is nice to see. And bearing in mind, he hasn't played much football in the last six months in terms of competitive first-team football. He didn't look out of place yesterday. So um, I'm really, really impressed with him. Hope he can continue that form uh, going forward. And again, it's, going back to what I said earlier, it's just nice to have all these options now all over the park, uh, just showing the strength and depth that we've got. So Ryan Nambi might be uh, a steal of a signing. Definitely. Um, and I've seen a few people say that, that that exact phrase, a steal of a signing, which is fu- always funny when you sign a player on a free. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like it. I like it. And, and Chris, I've got a little bit of a conundrum for you, right? So we've signed Ryan Nambi. He looked really good at the weekend, but we've also spoken about Kane Wilson. Now, you can't play them both at the same time unless we play a back five. So would you rather play a back four or a back five? And if we were playing a back four, which right back would you pick? Oh, steady on. You've got Joe <laughs> Water thrown into that as well. <laughs> Blimey. Um, I personally, I would stick with our with our back four. I think it's looked really solid um, in recent games. Um, the back five... I think we've seen doesn't work with the back four. I would personally go with um, Wilson, but it's if if we can pick players on form rather than picking players out of necessity, we're in a good space. So mm. at the moment, Wilson, but form form counts. It does. It does. I mean, Adam, how important is it that Derby maintain this form going forwards? Obviously, we've got Cambridge next week um, and we'll get onto that in a little bit. But we've won two games in a row, albeit ones in the EFL Trophy, but we scored four goals, kept two clean sheets. We look really strong. The togetherness looks a lot better. I mean, if you go back a week, it was the end of the world. And now we look like a team that's in form. How important is it that we keep this going and keep this like positive momentum and positive attacking football going? I, I think it's crucial because over the last couple of weeks, you know, there's been a lot of talking points about the back five. 
the atmosphere of, of fans getting behind the players. And if we can continue this form, then then the atmosphere will only improve too. And these things work hand in hand and, and things start to fall in place for you. But I think what's good is that uh, we played Carlisle, two teams who play the ball on the floor. It wasn't the most entertaining game in terms of those clear-cut chances and amazing saves and, and stunning shots. But it was a game that we, we did the business and we got the result, which is crucial because you'll look back at the end of the season and, we could be playing brilliant football come the end of the season, but if we're not getting the results and the form and, and the positivity weren't there, but if we can get the results in the games where maybe you think, oh, that could have gone the other way, then it will only continue to grow momentum. And, and I thought we did that superbly yesterday and it will be crucial coming in now. I, th- I think we've been pretty good away from home so far this season in terms of how we've played. And if we could, if we can continue that at Pride Park, then I can only see many more good things falling into place. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. And we've we've got a comment from the Godfather who, after telling us we're not worthy of his presence, has made a really good point about um, our right-back situation. He says we play Nyambi away and Wilson at home. Um, and I, I tend to agree. I think Nyambi's obviously much more solid, whereas Wilson's better when you want to control a game. So, yeah, I like it. I think that's, that's probably a good shout. And I bet Paul Warren's probably thinking similar, to be honest. Um, Vic, I mean, I guess we better speak about the rest of the defence. Fozzie's good as always, but the, the two players that impressed me quite a lot were Curtis Nelson and Aaron Cashin. Um, Cashin, we expect it already, but Curtis Nelson's gone from being a player that was sort of, I guess, criticised quite a lot. He made a couple of mistakes early on in the season. People were saying, you know, him and Bradley are, are big donkeys um and and stuff like that and he's really turned it around he's been so solid defends so well heads every ball makes every clearance and he's looking a lot better on the ball too i mean how good has curtis nelson been uh, for me he's been fantastic i've said from the very beginning he's probably been our best defender this season so far he's a no nonsense type of defender gets his head onto everything he always wins, seems to win the last-ditch tackles. He's got a bit of pace behind him as well, which is nice to see in the centre-back. Um, but, yeah, I've been really impressed with Curtis Nelson. Um, Cashin, like you said, we already expect that, but he looks like he's sort of turned that corner now where the Brighton transfer might have turned his head, but he's sort of put his focus into what we're doing now, which is nice to see. They're all sort of complementing each other now. I think defensively, we're quite solid, uh, home and away. The other problem was on the other, other side of the field at the top, but... Defensively, I think we look solid. Um, like Adam touched on, our away record's already probably one of the best in the league in the minute, which is bizarre considering mm. the start we've had. Um, but yeah, no, I think Nelson's re- Nelson is the I think Nelson with Nelson, he is what we expected Sonny Bradley to be, but mm. he's just quietly gone about his business. Uh, he's literally just shone. Um, I reckon Bradley will shine in the top in the back four as well. But like I said, it, until. Until they have a clangor, the, the shirt's theirs to lose now. So uh, hopefully they can keep that going. Yeah, I agree. And I think even if they do make a mistake, you know, you've got to stick with players, haven't you? I mean, it, we've seen it at, at other clubs and we've seen it at Derby as well, where a player makes one mistake and all of a sudden they're out of the team. And we had that goalkeeping situation for years, didn't we? Where one would mess up, they'd get dropped. The other one would come in, have three good games, mess up, get dropped. Um, and healthy competition's good, but I think, you know, taking players out of the team instantly the second they make a mistake never helps. So it's good that Nelson sort of had that chance to make amends for his mistakes earlier in the season and, and become one of our most important players. Um, but Chris, I mean, Vic touched on there, um, Aaron Cashin, uh, obviously had his head turned by Brighton. Who wouldn't? Uh, I would have um, 
been desperately trying to go to Brighton. I love Derby, but if it was me in that position and Brighton in the position they're in, you'd really want to go there and develop as a footballer, wouldn't you? Um, but he's got his head screwed back on. Um, he could be massive for us this season, couldn't he? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not just an, just until um, just until January. But um, yeah, he's he's we've always we've always known how good he, he he can be. To be fair, we noticed it for about well, not even one week really. Did we that he'd had his that he's had his head turned and he was then he was back in it and doing what Aaron Cashin does and I think he's starting to build that um, connection now with Nelson. Um, I think if you can have your back, if you can have your centre backs talking um, and knowing where each other's going to be, that's really important. And I think the last two games have really shown it. They they've been really solid. They help help each other out. And yeah, just I just hope we can keep him beyond January, but that's probably a conversation for another day. <laughs> but yeah, well, while he while he's performing the way he has been last two games, uh, we're going to be hard to score against, which is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a quick shout out to Joe Wildsmith as well, who he had that that little wobble early on where he. he tried to catch the ball and parried it onto the bar. But apart from that, was exceptional for the rest of the game and, and commanded his area really, really well, um, which is yeah, really nice to see. I saw a comment saying, you know, surprise, he's not got three, 400 competitive appearances already the way he plays. You, you'd think so, wouldn't you, with the way he plays in, in such a mature manner. Um, but Adam, I mean, we've played two games in a row now where we've played a back four. Um, which is so weird because at the fans forum, Warren came out and he said, you know, I love a back five. I'll always want or a back three. I'll always want to play a back three. Uh, all my teams have always played a back three. And then we played the back three at the weekend and then we went on and ended up playing a back four. We've won two on the bounce playing the four. Do you want it to stay? Yeah, I think I do. I think, you know, I keep saying Carlisle play it on the floor, which I think has been the difference in the last couple of games, really, when, when we've been struggling with that back five or back three, however you want to see it. Um, but but I think I think it worked really well. The midfield was brought into the game a lot, a lot more than, um, than, than in the previous games. I know we've talked about how the midfield's been almost bypassed when we've been going forward. And yesterday, that that was not the case. All three midfielders were pretty much involved in in every move going forward, which I think I think is key, really, with the midfielders that we've got. Fauna takes us out of tricky situations. Corey Smith is the experienced member of that and probably orders a lot of that midfield around. Then Sibley's the one who's going to take it forward. So I think it was superb to see that back four in terms of how we played yesterday. And 
And to be honest, we got the business done. And, and in that first half, we did carve out two or three chances where, where we could have scored from because we brought the midfield into play more with the formation that we were using. Well, exactly. And and Vic, I mean, it's it's allowed the freedom for players like Mendes Lang. I know he got a lot of criticism, which I thought was a little bit harsh because he did well to set up the first goal. He should have had a penalty as well when he was brought down inside the box. I still have no idea how the ref's not given that. Um, saw the video on Twitter earlier and it is stonewall as it gets. Um, and I thought he played quite well. Um, are people sort of using him as a target now? Because it gets to 60, 70 minutes. He's obviously not had a break since the season kicked off. He's on international duty. He starts every single game. I mean, we always say he needs a break. But if we take him off at 60 minutes, everyone's going, oh, what a game he's played. Um, you know, he's he's class. And bring Barquez on and he'll do whatever. Whereas we sort of keep him on for 75, 80 and he's shattered and he makes a couple of mistakes at the end and people blame him. Do you think it's fair that he's being made a little bit of a scapegoat for us? No, but then again, it wouldn't be Derby County if we didn't have a scapegoat. So, <laughs> yeah, with, with Mendes Lang, I think it's hot and cold when he plays. Like Sometimes you can go missing from games, but sometimes he's the difference in the team. I think the criticism at the minute is un, un, unwarranted. I don't think he deserves that because... He is trying. Like he's one of our main attacking outlets, and it's not our fault that every other team in the league is going to double up on him because they they're worried about his pace and his directness. So it's it's not fair to blame him. Um, we know we can probably get a good seventy minutes out of him. However, we've seen in the past that he can have these little bursts towards the end of the game. Sometimes they can make the difference. We've got to look at hindsight with with Mendes Lang. Having said that, though, we won't be talking about the Wilson Nambe dilemma. How about Wilson on right wing? Could be, well, could be worth trying. It's, it's a good point. It is a really good point. And it was something I was thinking about when Chris was saying what he thought, to be honest, is we've got a couple of players. You know, Wilson's great on the ball. Uh, we've got Joe Wards, obviously, to come back. And he's got a really good delivery on him. Um, we've got Niambi down the, that side as well. You've got Mendes Lang, you've got Barquez, and you've got, you've got quite a lot of options, I think. It's always weird with right backs, and I always found. Do you remember when we used to play Bogle, and we we had that weird phase of playing Bogle on the wing? And I think with some players, they need that deep starting position to start running. So you know, when Bogle used to pick up the ball and he'd come inside at the halfway line and sort of work his way through that. When he played on the wing, because he was starting so high, it didn't suit his game at all, and he was sort of having to use different methods of trying to get by people now i don't know if kane wilson had suffered the same fate as as bogle did in those situations um you know i mean it feels funny talking about bogle because we've just seen chef united ship eight goals um poor bloke <laughs> but yeah it's um it, i don't know it, it's a really good point vic it is a really good point and um maybe you should tell paul warren next time you see him after an away game let him know. He should, he should make me assistant manager at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sure he's nah, like that. No, nah, it's good. I mean, I mean, going back to Wilson, like the difference between Bogle and Wilson was Bogle was just pure pace, whereas Wilson's got the dribbling ability to go past his players. So he, he could slot into that right wing a bit more. Should be need to think of a second option for Mendes Lang. So that's why I'd suggested Wilson. Nyambe, you know, he's solid defensively and he's probably better than Wilson defensively as well. So oh that, yeah, that could work in the future. So, just to, just to put mm. my two pence out there. 
<laughs> no, I like it. It is interesting. Um, and Chris, I guess we need to touch on this because it is it is a bit strange how many we've had. Um, Elliot Embleton's the latest player to get ruled out. He got injured in training. John Jules injured in training. Liam Thompson injured in training. Um, we've got Hurahan with a muscle injury. Bird had to dive in late into a game and overstretched and ended up getting clattered. We seem to have a lot of players that are picking up well, muscle injuries, and it is very early in the season. What is that down to? How come we're having so many? Well, you saw how intense the um, Spanish pre-season training camp was, and I don't think it's any less intense most of the time during the week. Um, you, you always know with Paul Warren, he wants the he wants his players to perform um, whenever they're um, whenever they've got a pair of boots on. So I don't know. It might be it it might be a bit too intense in in training, but it's I don't know. I'd rather have the injuries now than towards the end of the mm, end of the season. But who knows? I, I I I don't watch training every day, so I don't know whether it's too intense. And you know, I a couple of did. them have just been. Well, I try, <laughs> I try, but you know, I think a couple of them have just been down to a bit of bad luck, but. Warren knows what he's doing and we're in the forward position now where we haven't been for the last 18 months as we've got a bit of depth in our in our in our squad so yeah it's it's unfortunate but they're all coming back now and um so the bigger team selection headache we can give Warren the better well exactly and you always need options off the bench don't you so yeah it's good to have some of those players back i think you you look at bringing someone like Kane Wilson on with 15 minutes to go. Imagine what a fullback's thinking when they see him coming on, knowing that they've played 75 minutes and now they've got to defend against someone that's quick and good on the ball. So, yeah, here's a good point. I think, the yeah, as time goes on, you've got to hope that we don't pick up more injuries, as stupid as it sounds. Um, and, yeah, we can bring these players back for when it gets to the business end um, after Christmas. Well, you hear about it, don't you? You hear about yeah. players who start games and players who... Who finish games, and I think Warren's starting to work out who starts and who finishes. You know, the best um, last half hour player for me was Jamie Ward, um, mm. and yeah, I think we, I think Warren's starting to get to grips with who he knows he can throw on with half hour to go and will change change games. So yeah, yeah, oh, we'll we'll be all right. It's strange that Ward was so good because he'd probably done twice as many steps as everyone else on the pitch by that point as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the sort of banter you get on this terrific podcast, by the way. Um, and we might as well do it now. Uh, we, we've flown through these points. Usually it takes us like 40 minutes. We're about 10 minutes ahead of schedule. I think we're too efficient today. Um, so, yeah, way too efficient. Um, it's because so Jamie and... isn't spouting rubbish. That's what it is, you know. When this podcast got Jamie and Callum on it, Callum's just blessing everyone like he's the Pope. Jamie's just waffling for 20 to 30 minutes about every point. So, yeah, it's quite nice. It's quite, it's quite refreshing, actually. You guys, oh, it should just be us from now on, which should be a... <laughs> Let's put it to a vote. <laughs> no, I think Jamie will cry himself to sleep every night if we did that. Um, so let, let's preview Cambridge. Let's preview Cambridge. Now, as mentioned earlier, Cambridge, they're, they're level on points with us. Um, very similar records, uh, as you'd expect, um, as we've got the same points, who'd have thought. 
Um, Adam, I mean, it's going to be a real test for us. We're, we're terrible at home. Cambridge aren't awful away. Um, how do you see it going? Another tight encounter. Uh, probably another case of uh, getting the business done. Um, my, my, my phrase now pretty much all season is a uh, <laughs> tight encounter. Probably predicted 2-1 as well again. But um the goal but no, classic. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a 2-1 win. Um, but no, I think I, I mean I sound like a broken record saying it's gonna be a difficult game, but like you said, I mean, how important is momentum? Two wins in a row now going into that game. People maybe start saying that the form's on the up. And uh, hopefully that is true. And and hopefully it generates a bit of an atmosphere. And if if we can get that first goal. I think the atmosphere lifts early on. I think I think we could probably see another a game similar to Carlisle. I thought we limited Carlisle to pretty much nothing, really, except pot shots from 25, 30 yards, except when Plans rattled one off the post. That worried me. Yeah. Don't know where he pulled that from. Didn't he do that for us. He as well. So, so, uh, <laughs> so I, don't know, I, don't know where, I don't know where he was hiding that. But um, no, I think I think it will be similar to that in the sense that hopefully we, we continue as being being really solid at the back and limit Cambridge to to pretty much nothing really. But I can I can see us coming out on top in that one. And if we do three wins in a row, things start to lock on the up, don't they? Mm. And before we get on to you, Vic, um, it did make me laugh. There was a time when Plans was running with the ball down the left. And I think it was Curtis Nelson just jogged over to him and just took the ball. He didn't even try. Like Plans was nowhere near the ball and just bounced off Nelson. I mean, most people do bounce off him, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining to see him do that. It's strange that his career's taken such a turn, isn't it? But just how it is. Can we just can we just confirm, Jake, after that really uplifting, spirited um, Adam speech that he thinks it's going to be two one? Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, two I know. one win. Yeah. <laughs> As per usual, I predict it every week. <laughs> Vic, please don't say two one. Nah, I'm not going for a 2-1 this week. Um, I think, again, I don't think it'll be as tight as we think. I think now that there's a bit of confidence in the team, there's a bit of fluidity with the back four, the two in the midfield, the three, and then the one up front. I should have just said 4-2-3-1, that'd have been easier. Um, <laughs> we look like we, we look more settled in that sort of formation. It works perfectly away from home. It's just a matter of clicking at home, and I think this will be the game that'll, that'll do that. So I'm going to go for a 3-0 win. Yes, I'm being brave. I'm going for a Collins opener, and let's get let's get Mendes Lang on the score sheet so it can uh, <laughs> shut the haters up, and we'll go for another Sibley one as well. I don't think it'll be as tight as we think. I think now that we're starting to play the teams, sort of middle to lower end, I think we'll start to see the team click a bit more. We'll start to pick up a bit more momentum, and then that should carry us into when we do play the the bigger teams in this league. So uh, let's hope we can get this uh, this role going. Let's hope so. And and Adam, I mean, you didn't give your goal scorers, mate. Who's, who's scoring? James Collins again. Continue his momentum. Maybe he'll finally get twenty goals this year, and uh, I'll be proven <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he will. So he needs a few more. Uh, James Collins, and I reckon I'll go rogue Kane Wilson off the bench. Uh, I like he's really it. impressed me so far. Uh, 
for for context, I don't know if we've ever said this on the pod, the context behind the James Collins 20 goals. I've referenced it a few times. Uh, we did a, a preview show before a charity football game and it was uh, on Radio Derby and myself and Adam were there. Uh, Jamie was there as well. Um, and we we did this big thing about Collins and I was like, I'm not really sure he's the man. And Adam comes out and goes, he's definitely scoring 20 goals this season. And I think how many goals did he score after that? About four in his next like 25 yeah. games. Yeah, <laughs> it haunts me to this day. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It was funny. Uh, Chris, what's your prediction, mate? What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to be a bit boring. Um, I really want a clean sheet. I really want another clean sheet, and I'm going to go for one nil. Um, goal scorer Waggy Waghorn. Yeah, let's hope. I, I think he had a bit of a dodgy game, didn't he, Waghorn? Um, so yeah, let's hope he can. If he was, he, he wasn't good. Bless him. So next week he's going to turn it around. Hey, only Callum hands out the blessings around here, Chris. You, you can't step on yeah. his toes. <laughs> It'll be you devastating. You lose, he isn't here, is he? <laughs> exactly. There was a funny bit with Waggle where he went to do a step over and landed on the ball with oh, his back heel. Oh, no, <laughs> no, so that... funny. It was the first time I've seen someone try to try to try to cross their legs and miss. It was brilliant. <laughs> that, that that's the wagon I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's hope this season's wagon comes back. Uh, before I give mine, we've got Jim Johnson in the comments. He's put, um, "We're going to win four 0 against Cambridge. Collins, Brace, Nelson, and Sibley." Um, which is, uh, yeah, I hope you're right, Jim. And my prediction is not far off that. I think it's also going to be four nil. Um, I, I'm I'm just being delusional at this point, to be honest. There's no basis behind this whatsoever. But I just think this is the week. We've got a little bit of confidence. We've got our players back. I think Barcazen's going to score. I think Collins is going to score. I think Wagon's going to score. I think someone rogue's going to score as well. Someone that we don't expect whatsoever. I think Corey Smith's going to have a bounce off his edge from three yards and he'll, he'll finally have a, another senior goal since that one against Man United. Um, so yeah, let's let's hope that's the case. Um, now, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we've got some really big news, I guess, to to share on Monday. I know it's well annoying, and we sound like we're sort of like trying to clickbait. Yeah, it is big news. We've just been told we genuinely can't say it till Monday. So if you listen to this before Monday, please check out our Twitter or after Monday. You may have known from social media by now, but yeah. Um, when you find out, you'll know we're we're so grateful for everything you've done and, and we'll need your support again, please. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's It's been a real pleasure. It's a short episode this week. We've got through it so quickly. Um, if you did enjoy, please do leave us a rating on anything you listen on. It does make actually a huge difference. We've noticed since people have been putting ratings in, we're getting a lot more listens and a lot more people getting involved. Part of this is about the community and it's really good to see the community grow. And again, that sounds slightly egotistical because it's like, oh, we run this community, but it is really good to see a, a community of Derby fans coming together and, and talking about the football and, and making friends too. I've seen a couple of people that listen to the pod at games and they're always really nice and it's always good to have a chat. So yeah keep doing that um if you're watching on youtube uh, you can find all the stuff on spotify and apple pods if you're on spotify or apple pods you'll never guess but you can find it all on youtube um and you can see our lovely faces and see adam getting blinded by his spotlight that is like pointing straight at his face i don't know how you've done it this, is. But it's right in my eyes. <laughs> 
um and and yeah thank you very much for for listening thank you very much for your support um we did try and do a thing where we, we copied that new podcast with um gary lineker alan shearer and micah richards uh rest is football i think it's called and they do a thing at the end uh where everyone goes goodbye from me but they do it in order we tried to do it last time jamie couldn't work out what order it, it was so we're going to try again uh, it's going to go the way we go to speak so thank you very much for listening goodbye from me Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. That is the cringiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Say it! Oh, yeah, Goodbye from me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank you, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.